This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Welcome to the Better Reading Podcast, stories behind the story, brought to you by Belinda Audio. Listen to Belinda Audiobooks, anywhere, everywhere. Hi, this is Cheryl Arkell for the Better Reading Podcast, stories behind the story. We talk to authors about how they came to tell us their story. Andrew Daddo. Welcome to Better Reading. Thanks, Cheryl. We're already laughing. I mean, this guy just makes me laugh. We just had, a, you know, a pre-conversation before the podcast started. Um, and let me tell you, we're, we're doing this remote. We're doing it via Zoom. Um, Andrew's not in his pyjamas, but I am, so I've got the video off. Just so, you know. Yeah, just so, just so you know, what I, I'm unshaven, I haven't done my hair, and I haven't got much of it, and I'm looking at a beautiful picture of Cheryl. Leaning against the bookcase, (laughs) (laughs) the hair done, and she's looking at me going, "Ah." Exactly not what's happening. Okay. Now, Andrew, the reason why I wanted to talk to you is I, these are really strange days and there's a lot of challenges that have been hit, um, that, you know, have hit families, huge challenges. And one of them is the so-called, well, having your children at home while you're trying to work, but also homeschooling. Now, I spoke to a friend of mine, Mary Ryan, who's an educator, and she said that homeschooling is actually an accredited um, thing to do, but we should be calling it remote learning or learning Mm. from home. So um, talk to me about your view on learning from home or remote learning. Uh, Look, I think it's possible. Look, just to be be, so you understand where we sit, we've got one kid in year 11, one's on a gap year and one's in university to the university one actually the year 11 one is doing really well for younger kids I can see it must just be incredibly difficult um so a I think it's hard and and b I think it would be I would think it would be okay to not stick to the curriculum that we're we think we're supposed to stick to because these are not normal times yeah and we're not teachers i read a good article in forbes magazine the other day and um whoever it was said you know maybe this is a time to try something different maybe let your kids teach you something so and and this was an article about how the world is not only about stem it's about the humanities as well and i'm a huge believer in that communication is still absolutely paramount um and being able to talk to people face to face as as much as possible um and be able to explain your ideas and writing obviously so this guy had this great idea where you you know get your kids to teach you something so how to skateboard or how to how they ride a bike or how to jump on a bed you know like and they can write a lesson plan for you and tell you the right way to do it and have have some element of fun. It'll also keep them busy for an, for an amount of time. Um, I love so you, that. I love yeah. the notion of that, you know, get them to teach you something. That is really lovely. Yeah. And, and like, you know, but, but not just, oh, no, mum, you just do it like this. Go, listen, sit down, write me a lesson plan, right? So I need five steps on how to do it, like how to make, 
how to make wheat bix not go soggy. Give me a three-step plan for how to do that and then we'll work it and we'll do it together. Like do a presentation for me. So at least they're doing, they're thinking about how something works. They're then talking about how it works and then they're teaching as well. And because we all know that when you teach, you learn at the same time. So um, I, I really like that idea. I thought it was, um, it was interesting. Do you know um, this friend of mine, Mary Ryan, again, the educator, she said, Really, we just need to get through some of these things during the day. Read, write, count and play. And then yeah. she said the other thing was talk to your children. Just talk to them. What? Talk to them? What about? <laughs> oh, look, look it's, I think we're, we're actually at a really, it's a really interesting point. I, I, I think I'm going to write something for the other day and, and it, I reckon we were at the point of where life was like the spinning wheel on an Apple computer, you know, the wheel of, yep. um, and, and we've had to press force quit on everything. And so everything just has to stop. And then when it reboots, it'll be cure. I'm, I'm curious to see how it comes back, but you know, there's something kind of nice about families being forced. If, if you can get your head around the notion of being forced together, spending time together we were playing this game called blockus the last couple of nights 3d <laughs> 3d blockus and it took us it took me back to my days of being one of five kids around a table playing games where you know how could you do that you know like it was it's fun and funny and you come up with new words so i think that's you know just time together and talking is it's an opportunity, so we might as well seize it because there is definitely screen fatigue, and you can't expect when you when it's downtime for kids go watch that because in when the telly goes off, ultimately kids get narky because the entertainment's been taken away. So if you can give them a book or you know a project to create, then hopefully the narkiness will not be as much. Um, you, you made reference to this about you know being in it and getting through it. Do you, do you think we will come out differently as a society? I, yeah, I do. I'm I'm fascinated already at the way we're dealing with each other in you know our exercise routines, for instance. You know, like so I live near a beach and we're still allowed to go to the beach, but so you walk along and everyone's giving each other a wide berth. If you have a swim and a shower afterwards, everyone's you know. And I wonder if we're going to continue with that, giving each other space because we just weren't, no one was giving anyone space before this. So I, maybe we'll keep doing that a little bit. I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely in mourning for the, for the handshake and that's, <laughs> you know, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I hope we come, we come out of it with a bit more respect for each other and each other's feelings, I hope. Yeah, I hope so too. I live on my own and um, I'm really missing. I I always thought I was a homebody and I was good at it, um, but I'm really missing the human contact terribly. Mm. Even with a yeah. podcast like you and I chatting, I feel that this has been a difficult process for me because I get my cues from human contact, I guess. Yeah. Um, don't you think that we do do that socially uh, maybe we've forgotten what that, like you said, like the handshake, like the pat on the shoulder, like the, you know, the air kiss even. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, we do. I th- we, we definitely do. Um, and hopefully that's not, I mean, I'd hate to be, I'd hate to look back in 20 years and go, oh, yeah, we used to shake hands and we'd raise our children and we'd raise our young men to look a man in the eye and shake their hand and, 
you know, it'll be, ter- it'll be terrible if things like that are, are gone. But, you know, it's an interesting time as well. You know, it's a time for stories. It, li- it is literally a time for stories and it's a time for escapism and a time to either create the stories or read the stories to take us from this world and into another possibly more exciting or more emotional or more challenging um, place. So really, if we, if we can use the time better, we, we, can, we can really benefit from it. I'm going to read this Philip Pullman quote, which I've always loved. After nourishment, shelter and companionship, stories are the thing we need most in the world. Uh, yeah, I think I would maybe put stories, well, I definitely have that in that list. Maybe, I mean, you need shelter and nourishment. Yeah, companionship, yeah, okay, stories, yeah, okay, yeah. four, that seems fair enough. So a lot of people have said to me, how is your industry coping um, with with the coronavirus? Well, one, and you would have seen the same, astoundingly independent bookshops, all bookshops, have risen to the occasion where they haven't been able to stay open. They've closed their doors for people's safety, but they're picking and packing and delivering. Um, and I have been moved to my core about how, how these shops are getting books to people because they know that they need to read. Have you been seeing that? Yeah, um, and I, but I think also the other part to that is it's, it's their business and it's yes. and staying valid and staying alive. So, um, yeah, look... <laughs> you know, let's not even talk about the business. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, the, getting stories to people is is crucial and, and I think they're doing a, um, a terrific job and, and we'll find new ways to do things. I mean, I reckon offices and, you know, professional folk are going to go, hang on a second, why, why have we got 12 stories here? Do we uh, Can we get away with six stories in this building and maybe work another way? And we're finding another way to work. Mm, so, um, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to finish off here, but I want to talk about just uh, very quickly about your what you're writing. So your most recent book was Atticus Fantasticus, um, and you write for what age group? Talk to me about um, your books and for what age group, and they are funny, they are great stories, and they're really good books for kids to read themselves and out loud. Yeah, uh, look, I'm sort of, I've, I, went to, I went to young adult for uh, a two or three years and I'm back to that sort of middle middle grade sort of um, what's it called stage two I think um, so it's grade three stage two and three and still writing picture books so I've got a new picture book with um, with ABC books for uh, well I don't know when must must be next year which I'm really really excited about it's one of those from the heart books um, but I love writing for the younger kids for this you know, the idea of having a pirate who, and he goes on an adventure and he's 10 and he's got no parents, no teachers, no adults, no one to tell him what to do. And he's with a bunch of other kids and they go and have adventures just really struck a chord when I started writing it. Um, and, and now that I'm sort of deep into book three or well, book three is done. So it's coming in September. Um, it's just, it's fun. And I, and I really think we need, like we do, I'm not, all kids need fun all the time anyway, but I think now I'm, I don't know why the world said oh, you should be writing this now, but but it just seems like the right thing at the right time because it is fantasy and it's pretty stupid and there's Vikings and there's a kraken and there's 
<laughs> there's not I, a bearded lady, but there's not far off. No, I was, and we might have spoken about this the last time we recorded a podcast, but uh, when I read your books, it makes me think that this is you at a young age. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the absolutely. thing is, Cheryl, it's me. It's no, yeah. I'm Atticus, but I'm Atticus's father, and I'm the dopey. I'm the grumpy guy down at the docks, going, "What do you think you're doing?" You know, like, <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, and I'm the Viking. I mean, the second one, there's a Viking, Bjorn Ironhead, um, <laughs> and I, you know, I'm. Or it's just, it's really all parts of yourself. And the parts that you don't like about yourself, they're the grumpy bastards, you know, and the yeah. parts that you do like yourself, they're the caring, nice. And there's some really lovely, there's a really, in the, sec, in the second book there's a, where they lose, Atticus loses faith in what they're doing and he's sick of nearly killing his crew and he just says, we've got to go back. And someone pulls him up and says, um, you know, but this is what you, you promised us, you know, with the, what blows your hair back, when, what makes you feel special. And there's a really nice scene that, you know, makes me think, God, well, this is kind of what childhood's about. It's, it's having a nice time and adventures and you don't always get it right, but when you do, my God, it is just brilliant. And that's the, that's the joy of the books in my mind and that's what I love about writing them. They are. They're great fun. I just want to remind everybody, read, write, count and play and talk to your kids. There's plenty of books out there to read. There's Andrew Dado's books to read. Andrew, thank you so much for speaking with us today. No, hey, Cheryl, just one last thing. Yeah. With it, just with, this, with the teaching, there is a program called Little Scribe which, and they're co- where kids can co-author with books. There's free stuff on their website and they can, and like I'm an ambassador for them, but it's a story starter from lots of really good Australian writers and then the kids can go on and finish the story themselves. I love so, that. Tell yeah, me again. What's it called? It's called what's Little Scribe, littlescribe.com. They just go to the website. There's a free section and then there are other sections as well, but you'll find things there that just to give your kids something to do. And the last thing I'd say is for parents with the schooling, don't let a, a missed um, comma or full stop or badly structured sentence ruin a whole story. Just forget about it for now. Look at the story. Don't sweat the spelling. Don't, don't sweat the eyes and the dots on the eyes and the crosses on the T's. Just enjoy the story for now because this is where we create writers. And at this time, we wanted to build their confidence up and help them with their stories and let them write the dumb stuff because the dumb stuff becomes the good stuff later. Love that. Thank you so much. Good on you, Cheryl. If you'd like more information about Better Reading, follow us on Facebook or visit betterreading.com.au. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Belinda Audio. Belinda Audiobooks are available on CD and MP3 from online booksellers and bookshops everywhere or you can download from Audible, Google Play or the iBookstore. We've also created our own app called BorrowBox that's available from both the App Store and Google Play. All you need to do to get it working is to download the app, join your local public library and you'll gain access to the world's best collection of e-books and e-audiobooks available for you to loan on your phone or your personal device. Belinda, we're here to enable you to escape Imagine, grow, and be inspired through the power of storytelling. Belinda Audiobooks. Anywhere, everywhere.
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.